0: Welcome to the Crime of the Century podcast, where we expose higher education as the scam that it is. I'm Kevin Prendeville and I believe that because of what we're teaching our children, we're losing an entire generation. Now, today, as always, we'll be diving headfirst into controversial subjects undaunted by political correctness. After our conversation in podcast 44, and with the wealth gap growing, I thought it would be critical to view college from this perspective. Is it even worth it? If not, then it is certainly part of the crime of the century. So today what's important to talk about is the difference between truth and science, that there is an objective truth in the world. There is something that exists. The question is, how do we know that it exists and how do we prove that it does exist? And that's where science and mathematics come in, to, to prove that that something does truly exist. And the idea that, and this is the, the direction we're going with this, the idea that mathematics and science somehow disproves religion and morality is absurd, to be, to be honest. And, and I think a lot of the confusion comes from a lot of the uh, Catholic churches. Rulings early on, you know, they were against Galileo, they were against Darwin, somewhat, and so it got in 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 people's heads and really in the collective conscious that religion was against science and figuring out the world. Even though the scripture, if 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 you've read it, is very much about, especially in Genesis, when it talks about how humanity was created in God's image. Well, one of the things that God has has revealed to us is that He can speak into existence something. He can create. And, though we're obviously not God, one of the things we can do is create, we can understand the universe, we can discern things about, our, about, about this world and, and, and build great structures. And that, uh, mathematics and science is simply what we use to prove that we can do that. It's, it's how we move the world. And so the two are not necessarily opposed, but what's disturbing to me is you look at the, the media attacks, and this has been brought up by anywhere from Fox to the Daily Wire to uh, many conservative outlets, uh, the Bach Radio Network from one, where many of the recent attacks on conservatives and the media in journalism has, have been on... Uh, Christian ideals, whether it's uh, Mike Pence's wife getting attacked because she uh, teaches at a Christian school, whether it's, of course, we all remember the Colorado Baker story, and uh, the boys at Covington Catholic that we talked about last week who are more attacked for their religious ideals, and that's the reason they're targeted, that and they're wearing Trump hats um, in this situation. And so we look at that, we, we have to extract, okay, do do we need religion? And the question of that is not, you know, do we, do we choose math and science or choose religion? That's not the question. The question is, where do we get our morality from? And that's where religion and the spiritual side of, of, of Western culture are so important because you remove scripture and you remove religion and what's left? Well, there's this vacuum of, well, one debauchery because there is nothing but the animalistic nature and tendency. And oftentimes what happens, and you see this in the Soviet Union and probably in China, although that hasn't collapsed yet, so we haven't been able to really dissect it. Oftentimes what happens is morality then becomes dictated by the state that, the, that the, the state kind of fills that void that that's left by throwing out religion. And that, I'm not talking about nationalism here, that's, that's different. But the state itself decides to dictate what is morally right and wrong, and that turns itself into a, a real perverse society. So, uh, like one of the things in the Soviet Union that they... Did was it, you know, a child could turn in their parents if their parents were not totally along party lines and all and all uh, facets. But then that of course doesn't check um, you know, is the child being truthful truthful or not? The Soviets were just concerned about rooting out those who were against the state or didn't believe what the state believed in their in their ranks. So. The question is, when we attack religion the way that, that we do, what replaces it? And can we say that it's our own rationale that replaces it? Is it our own thoughts that replace it? Well, those always lead us to uh, a, a, an ideology that came out in the early 1900s called nihilism, which is basically, well, we can't prove that we're not just the famous line is, we can't prove that we're not just some daydream of an iguana lying on a rock somewhere, that we can't prove we're anything except, uh, you know, apes on, a a semi-intelligent apes on a spinning rock in the middle of nowhere, and so what's the point of anything, and nothing has any meaning, so I'm just going to do whatever I want. Morality goes out the window, yet we understand that there is some sort of right and wrong, that we have consciousness that if we, unless you're a sociopath, if we do something to somebody and we see their pain, we, we feel guilt, we know that we've done something wrong. And that would indicate that there is such a thing as morality, but is what, what we're gonna leave that to the government, really? I mean, that, that, think about that for a second we you going to allow the government to dictate what's right and wrong rather than people who study the spiritual, that, that, that consciousness, that human spirit that drives us. And then the other question is when you, we talk about truth and science, okay, if we're just going to teach truth and science in the public schools and then, and in uh, colleges, why are we learning about gender studies and and, and transsexual literature? Because that's anti-science, just because you cut your genitals off and decide to tell everyone you're a woman, you're not a woman or a man, you know, you can do either these days, or just because you tell someone that you're, you know, a cat gender doesn't mean you are. I mean, I've always said you, you either you either have a willy or you don't, like uh, there, there's, not that it's not that hard of a question now i understand that there are there's a mental disorder and there's brain chemistry that's off that would cause someone to think that but just because they think it doesn't mean that it is they don't determine what is fact they don't determine what is moral and that's the real question so do we learn either do we learn morals in in our school system do we learn morals in college and Clearly not, because we're attacking religion, as we've just explored. But do we learn science and mathematics? Well, somewhat, yeah. We can go into a scientific and mathematic study, biology and and all of that. But even that's under attack. You can search biology on Twitter, and you'll get a half a million idiots saying uh, biology is some sort of male patriarchy construct meant to keep down transsexuals. And that's that's pretty ridiculous so we're not we're not learning either but that doesn't take away from the fact that it's 300 it's 150 grand for one student to go to college or over a period of time now you have to account for opportunity costs and everything but we're not learning morality we're not growing in our faith in either ourselves or religion and we're not always growing, especially in the humanities. We're not growing into people who can discern what is right and wrong. We're simply being indoctrinated in a shaky ideology at best, one that has led to very severe consequences. And pick any dictatorship of the 20th century, just just to figure that out. You know, maybe you'd have the leg to stand on if it was the, if, if it was still the 19th century but it, it it isn't, And it hasn't been for a very long time, a hundred years now, if you're keeping track. And when we look at what we're learning, it's setting us up for indoctrination. We've been over that. But when the way we pay for it, when you think about it, so we're going into many people at the age of eighteen don't have the you know thirty grand for uh, nine months of schooling, um, and that's for each year of schooling. Uh, and, that, and that's at a you know state school. So what do they do? Well, they go to the bank. The bank can loan them anything because it's backed by the government. You can't go bankrupt and the bank have and have that be removed. So the bank knows they're going to get their money, come hell or high water. You're gonna have to pay them this money back. So then you go and you take your money and you give it to the school. Well, the school knows, Hey, I'm, I can charge whatever I want because the banks are going to give it to the student, and the student is going to give it to the school. Then the uh, and then and then the government sanctions all of this, and all it does is help help the bank because they they will get the money back on the loan, which is also secured by the government, and then the school gets the money immediately, so they can charge again whatever they want, and. What does that do for the family, for, for the student? Well, if they come out and they don't get a job in that field, and it's over a quarter of students now, uh, by the latest stats, that say that students are not in the field that they studied for, well, what's the point? Why did you... Because you can, you can, for a fraction of the cost, spend... I'm sure you've seen ads on Facebook... Um, or wherever for uh, coaches and 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 trainers and you can spend a thousand bucks and learn how to run a business or learn how to do public speaking or learn how to write a book it's not that difficult and create value for other people to create an income for yourself it's you don't need to go to college to do that but if you're learning a skill that you can't anywhere else where the the idea of the university is you go and you study under these masters until you yourself have mastered it. it's a medieval concept here's here would be the solution and i think more and more people are moving towards that as a trade school and now i know and and being from uh, the north our we had a trade school uh, in our uh, the town over and we used to always look down on it and you know it was for all the dumb kids they they'd go to the um the tech as it was called and um, you know, it was all the all the people who would never amount to anything. Well, those are the people who would come out of of a high school and be able to go right into the workforce and not have all of, uh, the incredible debt that everyone else has to endure for twenty years before they can even start about saving for anything, let, let alone retirement or 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 medical bills or anything. So, what happens is these students start making money right away and they always say and 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 a rule that i've i've been taught um though i am getting to question it is you know don't invest in anything until you have fifty thousand dollars that you can invest well it's a lot easier when you start with a fraction if any debt and you can go right into the workforce in a skilled position that's the difference when you go to a trade school and you become a mechanic and you go into a mechanical shop yeah you might not start out at the level of the of the the top people in that position obviously because you're just starting out but it's a lot better than working at mcdonald's or bartending now as we've seen you can go bartending to being a senator but it doesn't mean you know anything but that's another topic for another day the idea that the fact that we look down on trade schools to say, oh look, I went to college.'t it, 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 it really doesn't mean all that much. And we look at the, the problem with this though, is that it boils everything down to money. and, and I'm working on this book uh, called uh, Morals and Money. And it's, there, there are really two avenues that I look at in the book. One is, look, it's okay to want more you know, you you need to get out of the The moral people don't want more money. No, because money is how we interact with our potential. So that's understandable. But what do we stand on? Because you can't, if you don't have a goal or a reason for making any money, you can't orient, nothing will orient itself towards that goal. Well, having a religious base does help you have that rock to stand on it makes sense of the world you don't have to ask the question of why why am I here what am I doing you just kind of have to listen and everything falls into place and that in and of itself is something that why are we trying to take that away from from younger people younger students why are we trying to take that away from anybody shouldn't we all have the ability to stand firm on 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 something that is at least reasonable, something that goes along with math and science instead of an ideology that we always have to, 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 to make the world fit into, this, this tiny little box that it doesn't. And so the, the last thing that, that going to trade schools and, and, and learning, uh, having a good solid theological basis that allows you to work through the pains of life, because nothing is ever going to be easy. And you're going to be hit with some adversity. And you're going to question why it's difficult. And if your ideology says it's always somebody else's fault, then you're never going to grow because you're always just going to look at someone to blame, whether it's white people, whether it's, it's you know, some people blame black people or the Jews. Some, But it seems more prevalent in today's society to blame men and blame white people. That doesn't... That doesn't say, hey, what do I need to do? What do I need to change in myself to better my situation? And that's critical that we haven't learned that because we haven't really been tested in anything that difficult. And with the looming crisis, especially when it comes to Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, all these programs that are starting to blow up and have swelled to these huge levels, that are going to require more and more tax dollars or require to be blown up, that decision is going to fall on these young students. And I just hope that they have enough good sense to do what is right, and that is shrink the government, not expand it. But if they're not learning the reasonable pathway, if they're not learning the, I suppose what I mean by that is, if they're not learning the correct philosophy behind the American system, then they're liable to change it when it's gonna blow up because FDR's programs were never set up to work in the first place. And if we don't and we can't achieve that, then it will truly be the crime of the century. Hey guys, let me tell you what, I got my proof copy for my new book, Smoke and Mirrors, available on amazon.com right now and at kevinprendeville.com. But more important than that, let me tell you why I wrote this book. See, I believe that we all have the God-given ability to create in this world. But in order to manifest that, we need the ability to create wealth. And there are some things that the top earners do that the ones in the middle or even at the lower ranks don't. But what we can do is give them the strategies and the mindset needed to not only break out of where they are, but also never have their money subject to the bank, government and financial institutions again we go over the federal reserve we go over those three institutions we named we go over the mindset all in just 115 pages easily written in big text you can read it or actually hear me speak about it on a live webinar that's free if you order it from my site kevinprenteville.com for a lower price than those guys at amazon will give it to you for